Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It is 4 November. It's uh, Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And let's see here. Um, I don't need to mention that till next week. Let's see. Uh, November 5th. Does anybody know the significance of November 5th? It's not really an American thing. It's more a British thing. But uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. Guy Fawkes Day, the guy, the mask that everybody wears. You know, if you ever watched the movie V, which is about Guy Fawkes and then a, a guy that uh, uh, kind of follows along in his... Uh, it's it's rather a weird movie, but at the same time, it's rather interesting. I don't know if it has any bad words in it. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it's got a lot of blood and guts, which I always like in the movie. And, um, uh, you know, when you watch that, the attitude of the people... You see the Guy Fawkes masks, and it's always supposed to be the liberals taking over and getting off the oppressive uh, Republican government. It's actually the opposite, the way they speak in that movie. I got to tell you what, I mean, his ideals and everything was casting off the left, not the right. So anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. And the reason why I thought I'd mention that, not only is because it's uh, something interesting from history, but remember, remember the 6th of November. Because on the 6th of November, if you have not voted, it is time for you to get out to do your civic duty. We are at a crisis moment. The next two years of this nation's history will be completely wasted if we lose the House of Representatives. It will be completely wasted. There will be one attack after another, one impeachment hearing after another against our president if we fail to do our job. I have no no sympathy at all on Christians, or I should say empathy for Christians that say, I'm not going to vote. I'm not a part of this world. I'm of the kingdom of God. That is, that is a complete mistake in thinking. That is a complete mistake in thinking. Yes, we are citizens of heaven, and we are also citizens of the United States or whatever country we belong to. That's a fallacy of thinking. It's a category mistake, and it is illogical. So if you don't vote, then you're a Christian. I got nothing to do with you. Anyway, I thought I'd say that, and uh, you can unsub. I don't care. Um, Let's see here. If you ever get, speaking about uh, videos, the Prophecy Update, somebody sent me an email, and he went on to the video to watch the weekly Prophecy Update, and he said, uh, a notice came up that said, this video requires payment. Okay, I think that's probably a virus in his computer, which or somebody has done something which is trying to get him to pay, and then they scam money out of him. But if you ever get something like that, the superior word does not monetize our videos. Everything that we do, everything. My somebody asked me for my Romans commentary yesterday, five hundred pages. I emailed it to him. There is nothing that I do that my copyright for anybody on anything I have done is. You have a right to copy. Okay, that is it. We don't monetize anything. We don't ask for anything. It is solely up to you. If you want to read those uh, uh, sermons, they're all printed online. If you want to watch them, they're there online. If you get a notice like that, disregard it. Go to another browser and try again because we don't do that here. All right. And um, then uh, one other thing is we have podcasts as well. We've got the written form, we've got the video form, and we've got the podcast. And if you ever hear of anything that is incorrect on the podcast, as far as the transmission or any errors in uh, the, the titles or anything, 
be sure to let us know so that we can correct that. So that takes care of those things. And then our first category, as always, is Israel from Yahoo. It's mostly on one subject today. There's all kinds of other stuff that people are going to talk about on other prophecy updates. So you'll get that bit of information. I'm going to focus mostly on this because it's a very important thing that happened. Israel's Netanyahu pays surprise visit to Oman. Anybody hear about that? Muscat Oman, he went there. That is huge that a Jewish prime minister is going to a Muslim nation, a surrounding Muslim nation, which in 1948, every Muslim nation on the planet declared war on Israel the day they became a nation. Most of them have maintained that state of war, that state of animosity against Israel throughout these past 70 years. And slowly but surely, these are being whittled away. Okay, we've seen this, and I'll get to the point as to why throughout these uh, particular articles. Prime Minister Netanyahu returned from an unannounced visit to Oman. The two countries confirmed meeting the Gulf state's leader in the first visit of its kind in over 20 years. The surprise visit was an important accomplishment for the Israeli leader, who frequently boasts of warming behind-the-scenes contacts with Gulf Arab states. But there were few concrete details on his talk with Oman's Sultan Qaboos bin Said. The sultanate has long had a low-key role in fostering negotiations between Israelis and the Pakistanians. Days before Netanyahu's visit, Mahmoud Abbas also visited Oman, raising the possibility that Oman might be trying to help revive negotiations or push forward a troubled U.S. peace plan. So we'll see where that goes. From the Times of Israel, does Iran lurk behind Netanyahu's historic visit to Oman? I would say that's much more likely. Amid speculation, Muscat may take a greater role in Israeli-Pakistanian peace talks. Analysts say it's more likely Jerusalem is using the Gulf nation to send a message to Iran. That's what I think is probably the main impetus for this. From the Times of Israel, U.S. welcomes Netanyahu's visit to Oman as helpful step towards peace. The White House says warming of Israel-Arab ties is essential to create an atmosphere of stability, security, and prosperity between Israelis and Pakistanians. And then from the Times of Israel, Iran, Hamas, okay, Iran, obviously, Hamas, who is in the Gaza Strip, condemn Netanyahu visit to Oman. They can see that they, it's going to be working against them one way or another. It's going to work against Iran if they have alliances with the nations, which, by the way, once again, the nations that are mentioned in Gog Magog are very clearly indicated in what we're talking about right now. Iran is Persia. They're coming against Israel, along with Russia and Turkey, etc. These Gulf states are listed as not coming against Israel. So there you go with that. It says, um, after uh, Prime Minister, and as far as uh, Hamas, well, obviously they are against Fatah, and they're also against the Israelis, and so they're they're kind of own little entity down there, which are being funded by Iran for missiles and things like that. So you see the connection there. After uh, Prime Minister returns from visit to Arab state, Tehran complains the U.S. and Zionist lobby pressuring Islamic nations to normalize ties. Hamas lambastes stab in the back to the Pakistanians. So there you go with that. From Behold Israel, Oman calls for regional recognition of the state of Israel. Maybe it is time for Israel to be treated the same. Oman called for regional recognition of the state of Israel after 22 years ahead of this weekend. The announcement was made by Oman's Sultan 
Qaboos bin Said during a surprise visit by Netanyahu and Mossad director Cohen to Muscat. Netanyahu was invited by the Sultan, the first visit of an Israeli official to Oman since 1996 after lengthy contacts between the two countries. Netanyahu's delegation met with the Sultan and Omani officials. Their meeting with the Sultan centered on ways to advance the peace process in the Middle East, as well as several matters of joint interest, obviously speaking of Iran, regarding the achievement of peace and stability in the Mideast. No doubt Iran is the main impetus behind this. And then from Khalij Times, time to accept Israel and build a new world, says Oman. Oman described Israel as a accepted Middle East state a day after hosting a surprise visit by the prime minister that Washington said could help regional peace efforts. Now, remember, this is a Khalij Times. This is an Arab newspaper, and they're announcing this to the Arab world. We recognize Israel as a state. Everybody needs to follow along with us. It's very, very important what's happened. Oman is offering ideas to help Israel and the Palestinians to come together, but it is not acting as a mediator. Yusuf bin Alawai bin Abdullah, the Sultanate's minister responsible for foreign affairs, told a summit in Bahrain. Israel is a state present in the region, and we all understand this, Yusuf said. The world is also aware of this fact. Maybe it is time for Israel to be treated the same as other states and also bear the same obligations. Great stuff there. Times of Israel. Palestinians fret over normalization of Arab-Israeli ties. After Netanyahu's meeting with Oman's Sultan, Ramallah laments. Now, that the first one was the Gaza, Hamas. Well, Ramallah is the other side. It's Fatah. They lament unprecedented haste by Arab countries to normalize ties. All right, they, they think that they're getting left out of this deal. And for all intents and purposes, they are at this point. From the Jerusalem Post, Israeli minister to promote rail line from Israel to Gulf states in Oman. Good job. In a sign of continued warming ties with the Arab world, transportation and intel minister, transportation and intelligence. I don't know how those two fit together, but somehow they do. Um, Yitzrael Katz will head to Oman to push for a regional rail line that will link Haifa with Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and the Gulf states. The initiative called Tracks for Regional Peace, something I've mentioned in the past, is aimed at connecting the Mediterranean Sea and the Arab Gulf, the Persian Gulf, by rail via Israel as a land bridge and Jordan as a regional transportation hub. Katz is expected to present the plan when he addresses a regional transportation conference called the IRU World Congress, which will convene in Muscat from November 6th, which is election day, by the way. If you haven't heard, we're having elections this Tuesday. Please go out and vote. To the 8th. Oh, and by the way, do not vote Democrat. Don't do it. Don't vote independent. Vote Republican. This is important. We need to keep the House. We need to keep the Senate or we are going to have terrible times in this nation for the next two years. And it will be a self-inflicted wound if Christians don't get out and vote. Okay, November 6th through November 8th. This is the first time an Israeli minister has been formally invited to participate in an international conference in Oman. Good things are happening. From the Washington Times, Netanyahu's surprise visit boosts Trump's grand Mideast strategy. Well, it's not going to work out anyway, but that's okay. It does give it a boost. From the Times of Israel, Pittsburgh killer spouted conspiracy theory promoted by Kremlin propaganda site. Bowers, the guy that shot up those people, was particularly fond of the conspiracy theory that the migrant caravan 
A group of several thousand Central American refugees made their way north towards the U.S. border was funded by Jews. Okay, I will admit George Soros is funded in that. That has nothing to do with the state of Israel. The state of Israel is completely opposed to George Soros. They are trying their very best to distance themselves from him, and they have done this continuously for years now. Okay, so yeah, I went to that site that he was citing, and they're saying it's all the Jews and the Zionist entity and blah, blah, blah. That is a complete category mistake. We have a rogue Jew in this world named George Soros who is a giant problem. He's in with the left of this nation, and he has caused as much destruction as any person I can think of on this planet, apart from our previous president. He is a very, very bad man. He's but anti-Jew himself. Yeah, he's anti-Jew himself, despite being a Jew. That's right. And then, um, let's see here from Fox News, Pittsburgh synagogue shooter tended to by Jewish doctors and nurses, officials say. You know, it's just like when the uh, fake Palestinians get blown up and they bring them to Israel and they tend to them. They're enemies. They take care of them. The Jewish doctors and nurses, as far as I'm concerned, would have had every right to say, we're not treating this person. But being typically gracious people, they took care of that man that had gone and butchered 11 of their own people. So there you go. little irony almost. From the Christian News today, let's see here. Christian headlines. Pastors to hold blessing of Ohio Planned Parenthood facility. A group of Ohio pastors will gather next month to bless an abortion clinic. The Ohio Religious Coalition for Re- Reproductive Choice will host the event. It's actually not next month anymore. It's now this week, coming up on the 9th, the Planned Parenthood of Ohio's East Columbus Surgical Center. The event will ask God's blessing upon Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio's East Columbus Surgical Facility. The abortion providers and staff and all those who pass through the center Organizers of the interfaith gathering want to show that anti-abortion advocates do not have a monopoly on faith or God. Well, whatever God they're serving, I don't know who it is. I'll tell you that. Well, I do. It's the devil. Say that Christians had to go out and vote. Yeah, exactly. Christians need to get out and vote. Um, And that many faith leaders and people of faith hold that accessing and providing abortions are good and godly decisions. Absolutely crazy people. The blessing will feature prayers, testimonies about receiving and providing abortion care, and a message from Reverend, there's your problem right there, Susan K. Smith of Crazy Faith Ministries, just crazy lunatic ministries, from the Times of Israel. Outrage as Pence, I don't know if you heard about this, but it was kind of a mistake. He should have checked this out better, but I'm actually glad this happened. Outrage as Pence brings out Messianic rabbi to pray for synagogue victims. Okay, he didn't know that he was a Messianic Jew. He's a Jew. He's called rabbi. He assumes that it's okay. All right. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence sparked outrage when the rabbi he invited onto the stage to say a prayer for the victims of the Pittsburgh synagogue massacre turned out to be a Messianic Christian who invoked Jesus the Messiah at the event. This is a reality that the Jews are going to have to learn to live with. They're going to have to accept this. They accept Christians, they accept Muslims, they accept everybody else in the world except Jews who have accepted Jesus. And they are going to have to deal with this because they as a nation are going to have to face the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. They're going to have to do this. They might as well get used to it now. However, a spokesperson for Pence later said he did not know that Rabbi Lauren Jacobs of the Messianic congregation, Shema Yisrael, when he called him onto the stage to offer a prayer for the victims during a Michigan campaign stop. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, 
God and Father of my Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, and my God and Father too. Okay, that would have that would have just made them go through the roof. I can see that, but they have to deal with this. Jacob's wearing a talit, intoned, causing much consternation. Two days after a gunman who said all Jews should be killed, shot dead 11 worshipers at a Pittsburgh synagogue, the worst attack on Jews in U.S. history. Our nation is so divided right now, said Jacobs, who was ordained at an evangelical seminary and who uses the title rabbi. The hate-inspired shooting in the synagogue in Pittsburgh is the latest evidence of this. Lord, please work so that instead of division in our nation, there is unity and peace. And then the Jews went immediately divided after this. The, the posts on YouTube and Twitter, etc., tore this man apart. And Pence for what happened. His prayer caused outrage, with many taking to social media, here it is, to express their anger. The, the vice president couldn't find a Jewish rabbi, which he did, couldn't find a Jewish rabbi to lead a prayer for those killed in the synagogue. He is a Jewish rabbi. The difference is he is a completed Jew. He's a completed Jew. I, you know what? I, I have to call it the way it is in the Jews in this nation. Some of them are my very good friends. I grew up with them. I love them dearly. They are not right with the Lord. I support Israel because Israel is in the land because God has placed them there. But we have to make it known to our Jewish friends that there is one way to be saved, and it is through Jesus. And this was, whether it was planned or not, whether it was a mistake or not, doesn't matter to me at all. This man got up and he said what he said, and I'm glad it happened. From uh, BBC, I'm sorry. This is from the Babylon Bee. Everybody know the Babylon Bee? It's a spoof site. Okay, it's a spoof site. I thought we'd have a little levity over what's happened in the past couple weeks. Suspicious package mailed to Joel Osteen found to contain a Bible. A suspicious package mailed to Joel Osteen and intercepted by Lakewood Church Security was found to contain a copy of the Christian Bible, sources confirmed. We noticed right away that the package didn't feel right, said Lakewood's head of security. It was about the right weight to contain the 66 books of the Bible, and sure enough, there it was. Special Bible Squad was called in to extract the package from the premises and dispose of it, making sure Osteen remained safe from the knowledge of the gospel. Wow. Osteen stated that he had a bad feeling when he went into the office this morning and began hissing. It burns. Hiss. About the time the suspicious package was delivered to Lakewood's mailroom, he said, I usually have a really positive feeling, but oh boy, I just knew something wasn't right when I went into work this morning. I'm glad my security team is on top of things. Several pros this is a spoof. Uh, several prosperity gospel preachers decried the attempted terrorism. This is not how we deal with each other civilly in this country, said Creflo Dollar. Mailing one of us world faith teachers a copy of the Bible is simply beyond the pale. Benny Hinn agreed and also claimed to have received a MacArthur study Bible in the mail several weeks ago. I still have the singe marks on my hands, he said. At publishing time, a coalition of conservative Bible scholars had suggested the Bible mailing was simply a false flag operation. So there you go. little levity today. And from The Guardian, this is really good news. I don't know who has heard this and who hasn't. It made all of the major news that is not on the left. Asia Bibi, who we prayed for years ago, a girl that was condemned to execution because she was falsely said blasphemed Muhammad, which she didn't, but they, they can charge a Christian with that anytime, any Muslim nation, and they can be executed. She's been on uh, in jail for years and years. Asia Bibi, Pakistan court overturns the blasphemy death sentence. She is free, but guess what? There are riots now. 
and she has a number on her head. They will come after her. They will kill her if they can get a hold of her. And I'm not talking about the government any longer, but the insane Muslims that want to see her dead. Okay, so we'll see where this goes. I got a... Um, Email from a missionary in Pakistan that I hear from quite regularly, and he says that the persecution is up because of this. It's not down. So let's take a moment and pray for them. Heavenly Father, we certainly do pray for the situation in Pakistan. We're very grateful that this woman was found not guilty and she was released. That may not be the end of the story for her. We would ask that you would protect her. And no matter what happens to her, she is saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, and so she knows her future. But we would pray that the Christians there would be able to get uh, safety, would not be hounded by these people that hate them, but would understand that they are carrying the only message that can bring them to salvation and not condemnation. So, Lord, we pray for them. We pray for the people in Pakistan and in all of the other countries that are oppressing Christians. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. From Islam today, Al-Arabiya says, EU court rules insulting the Prophet Muhammad is not freedom of expression. The European Court of Human Rights ruled that insulting Islam's Prophet Muhammad is not considered freedom of expression. Defaming the Prophet goes beyond the permissible limits of an objective debate and could stir up prejudice and put at risk religious peace, the ruling stated. But it's still okay to say anything you want about a Christian over there. They don't care about that. You can take a Bible, put it in a toilet, and call it art, and they don't care. Muhammad is a guy. He's a guy. He's not even their supposed deity, right? He's their supposed first prophet. He never gave any prophecies. I mean, the entire thing is just wrong on all levels, but they are scared of these Muslims that they have imported into their land. The decision by a seven-judge panel came after an Austrian national identified as Mrs. S. held two seminars in 2009 in which she insulted the prophet. The court said that the woman's comments could not be covered by the freedom of expression, stating that it had found that the applicant's statements had been likely to arouse justified indignation in Muslims and amounted to a generalization without factual basis. What she said was that he was a pedophile because he married a nine-year-old girl and he had sex with her when she turned 12. She said the truth. She said the absolute truth, and they will not defend her over her right to say that. It wasn't a defaming of the prophet. It was the truth about this guy, and he's not a prophet. There you go. An Austrian court convicted her of disparaging religious doctrines in 2011 and fined her 480 euros, a judgment that was upheld on two appeals. So there you go. Say whatever you want about Christians. Don't say anything about Muslims. From WBAL. Maryland Elementary School cancels Aladdin Jr. over Arab stereotypes. Yes, a Baltimore County Elementary School has stopped plans for a school play because of complaints of negative stereotyping of Arab culture. Listen, Christians complain all the time about what's going on in our schools and towards our children, and nothing is done about it. Let's see, the drama club at West Own Elementary School was planning to perform Disney's Aladdin Jr. next year. Students auditioned for the play last month, and it was due to go on in February. One parent, Danette Zahri-Mask, CS, said her fourth-grade son came home upset and humiliated. I don't believe that for the life of me. In the play, Arabs are described as barbaric. Those are the exact words that are used. And the actual play was very controversial, apparently in the 90s, Zahri Mask said. Her son decided to drop out of the play, but she also decided to speak out. She's an attorney with the Council on American-Islamic Relations. There you go. Yeah, all she has to do is open her mouth and everybody jumps. 
It doesn't matter what we as Christians say, they don't care at all. What a double standard. Her son had the lead role. Yeah, her son had the lead role. That's right. Mail online. Of course. Muslim majority Algeria bans Islamic face veils for its public sector workers to improve security and communication. Makes sense to me. So Islamic Republic, and they say you can't wear that in here. Okay? Public sector workers in Algeria banned from wearing full face veils at work. Prime Minister, can't pronounce his name, called it an issue of security and communication. The new rule has been met with both positive and negative reactions. Algeria is a Muslim-majority country, but most women do not wear niqab. From the Times of Israel, UN Rights Committee slams French burqa ban as a violation of religious rights. Well, how can that be if Algeria, it's a Muslim nation, says that you don't have that right? How can it be that a Christian nation, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Wall Street Journal in France, a push to teach Arabic in public schools, not in mosques. Yeah, coming soon to a France near you. From Ynet, Abbas, there won't be a state in Gaza and no state without Gaza. What he's saying is Gaza will not be an independent state and they will not be a state, the Palestinians on both sides, unless they are with Gaza. Okay, that's the beginning of this. It says here from Al Arabiya. Fakistinian president vows to thwart Trump peace plan. He has vowed to do it. Trump's plan is going nowhere. I've said this all along. People keep saying Trump is the Antichrist and blah, 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 blah. Ain't the case. It's not going to go through. From uh, Haaretz, Fakistinian Liberation Organization votes to suspend recognition of Israel until it recognizes the Fakistinian state. Well, guess what? Until they recognize Israel as a valid state, a Jewish state, why should it be otherwise? Let's go on from the Daily Wire. Women's March holds vigil to oppose anti-Semitism. Well, guess what? It's led by Linda Sarsour. Everybody's seen her picture all over the news. She's the biggest anti-Semite in the face of the planet. She hates Israel. And she's leading an uh, anti-Semitism march? Yeah, don't believe that. From the Times of Israel. U.S. reimposes all sanctions on Iran lifted under the nuclear deal. It took place three days ago. We now have a president that understands the danger to this world, and he has reimposed those uh, sanctions. He grants temporary waivers to eight countries, okay? Countries like Iraq that deal directly with them. He's granted them a temporary waiver, but the sanctions are back in force. Thank you for the president that we have, Lord God. From Mongolia today. From Azer News, which is Azerbaijan. Azerbaijani products can be exported to Mongolia. Hey, the recent export mission to Mongolia has brought great results as it was agreed that Azerbaijani products will be exported to the country. The aim was to promote the Made in Azerbaijan brand and local products in foreign markets. With the participation of 17 Azerbaijani companies operating in the production of wines and other spirits, milk and dairy products, Can products, medicinal herbal teas, confectionery, mineral water in the field of ICT and others met with Mongolian colleagues and discussed export issues. Now, I went online to see what products Azerbaijan actually has, and that's pretty much all that they have out of their country. So they're getting a big boost by being able to export that stuff. I'll read it again so you know. Um, Spirits and wine. Milk and dairy products, canned products, medicinal herbal teas, confectionery, mineral water, and uh, that's in the field of ICT and others. Now, they also make rugs and stuff, you know, I mean, hand stuff. But other than that, Azerbaijan does not have anything. So, 
the development of the private sector, the expanding of Made in Azerbaijan brand, the promotion of foreign investment, the possibilities of expanding Azerbaijani-Mongolian cooperation and economic ties were also under discussion. Primary agreements were reached on the export of Azerbaijani wines to Mongolia, as well as on the export of products between Azerbaijani company Aspi Agro and the Mongolian company World Wine. An agreement on the sale of plant extract was also reached between the Azerbaijani company Herbaflora and the Mongolian company Vitalit Invest. So there you go, more than you ever wanted to know about Mongolia. <laughs> Daniel 12 Technology Today from The Guardian. Twisted fiber optic light breakthrough could make the internet 100 times faster. They've known this was possible. They didn't know how to do it. They have now done it. Development in fiber optics could make internet speeds up to 100 times faster by detecting light that has been twisted into a spiral. The research can be used to easily upgrade existing networks and significantly boost efficiency, scientists say. They don't have to make any changes once they have this thing implanted in there. It just goes right into the existing network. Fiber optic cables use pulses of light to transmit information, but currently information can only be stored through the color of the light and whether the wave is horizontal or vertical. Everybody that's watching online right now, okay, I don't know how many there are, but they're watching through that camera right now. Every one of them is watching through fiber optic cables. How do I know that? Because that's what we have. We have Fios from Frontier Communications. So everything that is being transmitted out of here goes through fiber optics. It doesn't matter what they're on the receiving end. They may have only cable, but guess what? They are part of the fiber optic system. This will make everything better, faster. Uh, make it better, faster. You know, a $6 million man, what, what is it? Uh, what is it? Stronger. Stronger, better, faster. Thank you. Yes, I remember that. Anyway, okay, so uh, by twisting light into a spiral, Engineers effectively create a third dimension for light to carry information. The level of orbital angular momentum, or spin, it's like DNA. If you look at the double helix spiral, that's what you need to be thinking of. The more you can use angular momentum, the more information you can carry. Previous detectors were the size of a dining table, but the new detector is the width of a human hair. We could produce the first chip that could detect this twisting and display it for mobile application. The technology could be used to upgrade fiber optic networks. Very, very cool stuff. From Mail Online, China reveals plan to launch an artificial moon to light up the city skies in 2020. They want to actually send something up into the atmosphere above China that will be an artificial moon. If you think about it, and if it works, it will save a lot of money. It'll save a lot of, you know, infrastructure. They won't have to have streetlights, etc. Here we go. Officials in China revealed the plan to launch an illumination satellite. It will be eight times brighter than the real moon and cast a dusk-like glow. Artificial moon's range could be controlled to light up, up an area of 10 to 80 kilometers. So in other words, you don't have to have city streets on 80 kilometers if you can get this thing to work. It's a great idea. We may have thousands of them in the years ahead. Who knows? Anyway, from Revelation Plagues, Zero Hedge, Europe still struggling with major measles outbreak. So far this year, Europe, my son is there right now. You know, I didn't even think of this. I'm typing this up this week, and I got my son over there sending me all these selfies and all these photos of his meals and all the beautiful places he's going to. And here we've got this. 
I can't remember if he had measles when he was a kid either. Anyway, okay. Um, Europe has experienced 41,000 measles cases and 40 deaths, according to the World Health Organization. I'm so proud of that kid. You know what? He is a nurse. He was out at Plymouth Harbor, right? And this guy, he's from Tibet. Anybody at Plymouth Harbor is a multi-zillionaire, okay? He's out at uh, Plymouth Harbor, and this guy, all of them there, they loved him. They absolutely loved my son. And this guy started taking him. I need to go to the symphony. I want Thor. My son's name is Thor, yes, Thor with a hammer. Anyway, um, I want him to take me to the symphony. And all of them did this. They all asked for him. But because he is the prestige guy there, he would get his way, and he'd take him. I want to go out to dinner. I want Thor to take me. I need to go to Luxembourg. Thor's taking me. He went last year. I'm going up to New York. I want Thor to take me. They, guess what happened? He left that place because something happened with, uh, it wasn't his fault, but he, he left that place. He's in another facility, and this guy continues to say, I want Thor to take me. And they don't care that he doesn't work there anymore. He's got so much money, they have to have him there to pay their bills. And so he takes my son to New York, and he gives him a $700 a night hotel, and he invites my daughter up from this, uh, the island to be with him. I am so proud of my son because he's obviously, you know, what do you know? He's my son. I just love him because he's my son. But people really seem to like this kid. I'm so, so happy to know that. You know, it's just, it's an honor because, um, anyway, I don't mean to divert from that. Yes, I do. I, he's such a good kid, and I'm so proud of him. So, anyway, we'll go on. Where was I? Um, 2017 was the previous worst year with 23,927 total cases. Seven countries in the European region have seen over 1,000 infections this year. France, Georgia, he went into France, so that's not good. Greece, Italy, and the Russian Federation, Serbia, and the Ukraine. Then in 12 months from September 27 to August 2018, the Ukraine was the worst affected country by far with 32,618 measles cases. Serbia came second with 5,710, while Russia was third with 3,940. So there you go, scary stuff. Oh, by the way, his name is spelled with two R's, not one. So there you go. CBS. Two hammers, two hammers for that boy. Okay, CBS local. Ninth child dies of adenovirus outbreak at New Jersey Rehab Center. Has anybody been following this? They've been having an outbreak, and now they've had nine children. This was as of earlier this week, um, and since then, two more have gotten sick. This is really serious. The New Jersey DOH announced that a ninth child has died as a result of an outbreak of adenovirus at the Wanox Center for Nursing and Rehab. The health department said the child was one of the 25 previously confirmed cases of the virus. This is a tragic situation, and our thoughts are with the families who are grieving right now. Health Commissioner Dr. Sharif El-Nahal said in a press release, We are working every day to ensure all infection controls protocols are continuously followed and closely monitoring the situation at the facility. Adenovirus is a respiratory virus which can sometimes cause serious illness. Symptoms can include developing a cold, sore throat, bronchitis, pneumonia, diarrhea, and pink eye. Bladder infections, inflammation of the stomach or intestines, and neurological diseases have also been linked to the virus. Listen to this last sentence as if it was even needed. The facility is not admitting any new patients while the outbreak is still dealt with. Well, duh. Mail online. Two more children contract adenovirus at New Jersey Pediatric Center, this is a day or so ago, where officials found the staff's poor hand washing is allowing the virus to spread. CNN, a young person is diagnosed with an STD every 
four minutes in England. Yeah, imagine that. Morality. I call this not so glad. That's based on the, the you know, G-L-A-A-D, the gay and lesbian, whatever. Okay, not so glad. From Breitbart, Kellogg's unites with glad to launch special edition cereal. Kellogg's has been lost for a while. Don't buy from them. They have been really going down the hill for years, but they, they are stuffing it in people's face now. Breakfast food giant Kellogg Company has joined forces with radical gay activist group GLAD to support the group's Spirit Day, even with its new all-together cereal. To support Spirit Day, GLAD announced on its webpage. Kellogg Company today launched a special edition all-together cereal in collaboration with GLAD, supporting inclusion and to stand up against bullying. As if that's anything that's anybody's, nobody's bullying these people. The cereal will be served at Kellogg's New York City Cafe. The group reported visitors will be given a special edition box that they can fill with any combination of cereal at the cafe. All money from the purchase of the cereal will be, who cares, Hollywood Reporter. Broadcast TV hits a record percentage of LGBTQ regulars. Study finds. They are pushing it in the face of the United States of America. And somebody has been checking this out and seeing how much. Here it is. Broadcast television is enlisting a record percentage of LGBTQ characters and featuring those of color more often than those that are white for the first time in the 2018-19 TV season. So that's saying that there's more gays than, you know, coloreds are what? 20% of the uh, society? I don't know. I'm just asking. If there are more of them than whites, then they're way overrepresented. Do you see the logic there? I don't get that. Anyway, we'll go on. I've got a couple articles that follow that theme here coming up, too. GLAD's annual Where Are We on the TV report found that LGBTQ characters make up 8.8% of all characters this season. 8.8% when they're like 0.02% of the population. Okay, up from 2.4% last year. So they went from 2.4% to 8.8% in a single year on TV. This is why I don't watch TV. I don't have any cable. I can't watch any public TV at all because I don't want to see this kind of stuff. Among those, 22% are black, 8% Latin X, 8% Asian, Islander, which represents a historical high for black characters and a tie with last year's findings on Latin X. Latin LGBTQ broadcast characters have additionally reached gender parity with women and men, both accounting for 49.6% last year. So they had 0.6% of a person, I guess, on one of the shows. <laughs> Men were in the clear majority, making up 55% and women 44%. This is last year. Overall, LGBTQ regular and recurring characters on broadcast are posting a 31% increase from last season. Meanwhile, on primetime cable shows, the record found that LGBTQ characters have increased 20%. On Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, these characters have increased 72% from the previous year. 72% jumping from 65 characters to 112. Any, any, you know, Amazon, and if you have Netflix or Amazon, it tells you which movies they made. Just don't watch those. Don't support them. You know, I watch like old um, Westerns and stuff like that on Prime. What's that? Star Trek, stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't watch any of this nonsense. And if it says Netflix in the top corner, I don't click on that. I'm not going to give them my revenue from our other category. Zero Hedge. 
Trump plans to end birthright citizenship for children of illegal immigrants. You all heard that. I know you all heard that. I included that for a reason. It's very good that he said that. Next article from The Hill. Graham, Lindsey Graham, to introduce legislation to end birthright citizenship. Next article from The Washington Times. Trump backs off the executive order threat says Congress is better path to end birthright citizenship. So I am hearing right now a, a warning. Rocket attacks in Ebim, Gevim, Safir College, Nim, Am, and Sderot in Israel. So there's rockets, unless that's a test, we have rockets going into Israel right now, just so you know. Um, okay, so he said I'm going to do this. Lindsey Graham says we need to make this law because it'll be a much better way of doing it. Now, if they don't get the House and the Senate... That ain't going to happen. Guess what? He will go back and he will ask president reinstitute this. I guarantee it. Let the courts decide. But at least it's worth trying. Okay. Vote on Tuesday. I know I haven't said that yet, but don't forget that Tuesday is poll day. She's already voted. I heard it. How many have voted already? Wow. I'm the only one here except Ray and me and Mike and Bob. I think everybody else. Did you raise your hand? Not yet. Okay. A couple people haven't, but all right. We got a couple people that haven't voted. Please go out on. T- yeah, he's going to vote again. Good job. Okay, no, don't do that. We're, we're not Democrats here. Um, let's see. I know. Okay, from Zero Hedge, Harry Reid furiously backpedals after Trump tweets 1993 anchor baby mistake. He's saying we can't allow this. This is terrible. Worst thing in the world. Trump comes out and he gives his tweets and Harry Reid comes out and he's all angry. What a, you're a bigot and you're a blah, blah, blah. And then they link him what he said in the past and he has to say, oops, oops. The hypocrites. You got a D on your head, you're a hypocrite. Okay, from the Daily Caller. Here it is. Here's another one on the subject that I brought up a minute ago. Ebony Magazine, that's Ebony, that's the black society in America. Ebony Magazine runs peace on black female candidates, leaves out black Republicans. Yes, Ebony Magazine profiled 18 black women running for Congress in early October, but did not include any of the six Republican women, including one sitting congresswoman who's running. This midterm election is one to watch with all 435 seats in the U.S. House up for grabs. Meet the 18 black women vying for a congressional seat, Ebony writer Safrina Wright said. The piece, however, does not mention any of the black Republican women running for Congress. Apparently, they don't qualify as black. They left the plantation. They left it. Zero hedge. They all look the same. Hillary cracks racist joke after Booker Holder mix up. Okay, I know you've all heard that, but I wanted to include that anyway. She said that all blacks look the same. Imagine if our president had said that. Imagine if I said it. Heck, you know what? I'm in the projects every single week of my life down there with them, and they're 90% black down there. And I love those people. You know what? When I grew up in this school, I went to uh, Philippi Shores and I went to Brookside and I went to Riverview. I didn't even know what segregation was. I had no idea. My uncle told me that when he was young here in Sarasota, they actually had white and black fountains. If you were black, you had to use that or you could go to jail. That was uncalled for, and I admit that. But by the time I got around, if somebody wanted to drink from my cocaine, I didn't care what color that guy was. I don't understand what's going on in the world today where the Democrats want to divide this nation back up to the way it was. I do not understand that at all. 
Anyway, so Hillary Clinton, she says this and she makes a joke about it. It was as offensive as it could be. And nobody says anything. It's just brushed under the table from Bloomberg. Suicides surge in a hopeless Venezuela. Suicides are rapidly increasing across this once wealthy nation, but especially in mountains of Merida, where they are hitting levels never seen before. The Venezuelan Violence Observatory estimates that the state's suicide rate was more than 19 per 100,000 in 2017. Only 12 nations have a rate so high. Such deaths are becoming ordinary in a population plagued by hyperinflation, hunger, and mass emigration. The public health system blames scarcities of antidepressant and anti-anxiety medicine and loneliness as loved ones leave. It's a cocktail of multitude of factors that have all converged, she said. Man, guess what's going to happen in the tribulation period? You think it's bad now? You wait to see. There's going to be people flying out of buildings daily because they don't want to have to face what's coming upon this world. Get to know Jesus now. That's all I can say. From Zero Hedge. Yes, gotcha. He's, check on that one. Everybody else know Jesus here? Let me see some hands. Lots of hands up. Good. Praise Two on that lady. You're out of here. That was my mom, by the way. Okay, Zero Hedge. U.S. completes largest ammo shipment to Europe since the NATO bombing of Yugoslavia. You think anything's going on over there? It appears the U.S. military is publicizing a show of force of sorts but not exactly in the conventional way of deploying tanks, ships, and aircraft. Instead, the official U.S. Air Force website, airforce.mil, has announced to the world late this week that Ramstein Air Base in Germany has received its largest shipment of ammo in 20 years. It comes amidst dangerously heightened rhetoric from both the White House and NATO, which are threatening to finally pull out of the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces INF Treaty, something which Russia says it will refuse to renegotiate. The buildup of ordinance in the heart of Europe also comes after months of back-and-forth threats between Washington and Iran as the latter attempts to survive an aggressive U.S. sanctions regimen. An Air Force spokesman said of the unusual size of the munitions transfer, this is an Air Force spokesman, this is the largest shipment of its kind since Operation Allied Force, which took place in 1999. The spokesman, Master Sergeant David Head, referred to the 78-day NATO operation over Yugoslavia to bomb Serbian military positions and cities like Belgrade. The munitions that we received will be used for future theater operations and the evolving U.S.-European command presence, he added. International arms monitors and reports have frequently commented on a buildup of U.S. and NATO forces and military equipment since the 2014 Russian annexation of Crimea. After a referendum, there saw a vast majority of the population vote to unite with Russia. Thousands of NATO troops and heavy weapons have since been deployed to the Baltic states, Poland, and the southeastern Europe, also involving large-scale and regular drills. Washington and NATO officials have cited aggressive behavior from Moscow as the reason for concentration of these forces. Last Monday, President Trump significantly upped the ante in terms of escalating rhetoric with Moscow when he said of the INF Treaty that Russia has not adhered to the agreement and warned that the United States intends to build up its nuclear arsenal until people come to their senses. Dangerous world we're living in. From Zero Hedge, 
Trump nails Stormy Daniels with a $341,000 demand for legal fees. Good job. A little bit of a pun in there, too, which I'm not going to go over in any detail. But, uh, okay, I got a lesserick here for you from Kathy this week. This is what we would call a Catholic. All right, this is Les's wife. She said, it is not if you're black or you're white. What counts is if you're left or right. Uh When the candidates run, rights are under the gun, and the left wants them kept out of sight. Good job, Kathy. Yes. Okay, irony of the week, I call this drug flub. Okay, it's a drug flub. Before I give you that, though, I want to remind you that at the end of this video, there will be a link that you can click on to watch the Sergio and Rhoda travel video, Down in the Dead Sea, Lot's Wife, The Way of Edom. It was wonderful. It was great stuff, beautiful uh, uh, pictures and, you know, their typical good attitude and good narrating. But please watch that. Our irony is drug flub. Our first one is from CBS Local. Smash and grab thieves hit a pot shop, but only got away with oregano. Yeah, they grabbed the wrong bag. Okay, and then from Mail Online, a woman, 23, is arrested after she accidentally texted a police officer whom she thought was her drug dealer selling meth. Whoops. So, such is the world we live in. And from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.